Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of WIS Politics and WIS Business Podcasts. You're listening to WIS Business, the podcast, Wisconsin's business news source. Now, here's your host. Hi, everybody. This is Alex Mo here for WIS Business, the podcast. Today, I'm joined by Emily Pritzkow, Executive Director for the Wisconsin Building Trades Council. Emily, thanks so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me, Alex. Of course. So first off, can you just give a quick overview on the Wisconsin Building Trades Council and some of the work that the group does here in the state? Yes, I'm happy to. So the Wisconsin Building Trades Council is actually, and surprisingly, kind of a new organization in the state. A lot of our member unions have been organizing in Wisconsin for, in some cases, over 130 years, but the organization itself was founded in 2018. So we're just about four years old, um, relatively young compared to our members. We are comprised of every uh, unionized construction craft in the state, 17 of them, and that comes to a total of about 40,000 members across the state. So it's a very wide-ranging and powerful group. Wow, yeah, absolutely. And what kind of work does the council do with respect to its members and the state? We have a couple of different objectives and because the organization is in in its younger stages, I think those will evolve over time. Um, Right now, some of the objectives include increasing the talent pipe line into the building trades through promotion of our apprenticeship programs, um, making sure that policymakers and the public know that there's no greater boost to our local economies than projects built union uh, and nothing that better ensures those projects are done on time and on budget. Um, And then also day-to-day telling the story of what our members are going through, um, the importance of being treated and paid fairly, to have a meaningful career that allows you to build a strong future for you and your family and having safe working conditions that allow our members to return home to that family each night. Yeah, certainly. And then in your work with the council, what are some trends or developments in the building trades in the union space more broadly that you're keeping an eye on that maybe our listeners should be aware of? There's a lot of things. This job is really cool and exciting on a number of levels, but the main one that made it appeal to me was that there is so much going on and so much changing. I think everyone is kind of seeing the renaissance that's going on in this country um, with unions and how with what everyone has gone through with the pandemic, um, the recessions we've experienced, there's kind of a new demand for better accountability in the workplace, better treatment in the workplace. And I think the number one answer for most people is unions. Um, For us, uh, I think there's also no more important time than now for us to make diversity and inclusion a priority in, especially in the construction trades. Um, Diverse perspectives are sorely needed to help us evolve. Um, So that's something we've been looking at a lot as well. Um, You know, there's a lot of money that's going to be pouring into the state and has already started with the bipartisan infrastructure bill. So that's another exciting thing. I think we're going to see the growth of unions into industries and into geographic areas of the state that we've never seen before. We have jobs that are 
going to be created that I think right now we don't even know what they look like, but we know they're coming as it comes to addressing climate change and switching to renewable energy. Um, and then I mentioned this before, but our apprenticeship programs are, I think, one of the really best kept secrets uh, here in Wisconsin as far as a sustainable career. I don't know about you. I think we're similar in age. I have a lot of friends that can't afford to buy a house um, that went to school thinking that it would ensure some kind of economic security for them and their family if they choose to have one and are really struggling with that right now. And, you know, paid apprenticeships are earn as you learn. You emerge with no debt and you get paid the whole time you are learning. And then uh, you can get into a really great career that can lead you in all kinds of exciting directions and that pays really well. So those are all kind of bigger priorities we're looking at on the horizon. Yeah, great to have your perspective on that. And I do hear a lot about apprenticeship programs, for example, as one way to sort of bolster the state's workforce, get more diverse individuals participating, as you mentioned. Um, any other strategies or ideas that you've been hearing about with respect to the state's workforce challenges, how that can be addressed through the avenue of your particular area of focus? Um, yeah, I think there's a few. I you know, one thing I'd like to talk about a little bit is the worker shortage that everyone is talking about and that has kind of put a stranglehold on a number of different industries. I think um, construction is a little bit different where it hasn't been hit as badly yet as some other areas. Um, but one thing, a story that I think we're going to work harder to tell uh, moving forward is that non-union jobs are having a much harder time filling positions than their union counterparts. Um, I think that's an important dialogue for us to have with our employer partners and within the industry as a whole, is that we are more sustainable when it comes to training, obviously, and then holding on to those workers, providing them a workplace where they feel valued, where they feel like they can flourish. That is a long-term career, not just a job, but a, a path to a better, more stable life. Um, so, that's another issue that I think we'd like to talk more about and we will be talking more about in the months to come. Absolutely. And um, you mentioned some of the federal funding coming into Wisconsin through the bipartisan infrastructure law. I'd like to circle back to that briefly and just get your take on the potential impacts of that funding coming to the state. What sort of effects do you expect to see here with respect to your industry, industries, I should say? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, I think a lot of us, even those that have been working in the industry for years are kind of contemplating the sheer amount of work that is coming down the pipeline and um, what that means. It's kind of hard to wrap your head around it almost. And, uh, you know, I think the good thing about that is that everyone is kind of having those same conversations of like, we know there are a ton of needs that will be put on our physical infrastructure and our energy infrastructure. And when we're trying to plan for 20, 30, 40, 50 years from now, what should that look like? Again, the encouraging thing I think is that everyone's having those conversations together, industry partners, you know, government leaders, our groups, the unionized trades. So it's exciting. Uh, I think stay tuned in a lot of ways. I think there'll be, I think a lot of the way these programs are structured too, there'll be a competitive nature to some of the projects. So it'll be, you know, whoever has their stuff figured out the best and put together will kind of rise to the top. But yeah, it's a super exciting time. 
Yeah, couldn't agree more. And um, I'll certainly uh, stay in touch to get your further thoughts on the developing situation with all those federal dollars coming into Wisconsin. As you mentioned, very exciting time and uh, lots to look forward to on the horizon. Yes. Well, thank you, Emily, for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate you taking the time to share your thoughts. Any final thoughts you'd like to leave our listeners with as we close up here? Oh, um, just I'm relatively new in this role. I've been on the job four months or so, getting to meet a lot of new people like we've talked about. It's an exciting time uh, to be working in the trades, but uh, my door or virtual door is always open. So uh, reach out anytime, Alex, or anyone else who wants to chat about the work we're doing here at the Wisconsin Building Trades. Sounds great. Thanks again, Emily. Thanks, Alex. You've been listening to Wisp Business, the podcast. Now stay tuned for a word from our sponsor. Hi, I'm Ben Miller from University Relations here at the University of Wisconsin-Madison, and we're a proud sponsor of Wisp Politics and Wisp Business Podcast. Did you know that almost 80% of UW-Madison's in-state students return to live and work in Wisconsin in the years after graduation? And almost half of all UW-Madison alumni are current Wisconsin residents. That's just one way we're driving our economy forward. UW-Madison is working for Wisconsin.